0: hello (laughs) hello everybody and welcome to my body Body stuff Stuff. (laughs) this is Kaylee oh no this is Bernice
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you if we're off to a great start sometimes I think we're like being filmed but we're not so you can't know that I'm not Kaylee I'm Bernice but I was introducing her
0: you were Mm mm-hmm
1: and I'm she's Gesturing towards me. Mm-hmm, I was. Yeah. Kind of, of. In a gentle way. In a in sort a of a subtle, way. subtle. A subtle way. It was nice. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> um, B, would you like to introduce our topic yes. this week? This has been on my mind recently and it's the topic of rejection and resilience. Mm hmm. How we deal with rejection, all of us in our different ways, and what makes us resilient sometimes, and what makes us not resilient at other times with rejection in particular. I like this one. Yeah. And I've... I'll go right into a personal story as you guys are all processing rejection and resilience. Um, I have a family member right now, someone who's very close to me, not my husband, in case you're wondering. It's not him. He's not rejecting me. (laughs) Not yet anyway. He'd be a fool. Yeah. (laughs) That's it, baby. Um, But I do have a family member who um, we've had some tension going on and um, I really care about this person. But they're mad at me for a variety of reasons, maybe sometimes linked to honesty (laughs) (laughs) Um, and all sorts of other stuff. But this family member now is um, sort of rejecting me, Uh not wanting to be involved in my life, not wanting me to be involved in their life. And I was going to have to see them um, recently, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to avoid the whole situation and I didn't even realize I was feeling so strongly about it, but like the whole day before I was going to go see them or they were going to be at the place I was going to, I couldn't stop like crying. Oh, yeah. And I was like, geez, like why am I crying? But then I realized like, oh, I have to see this person that doesn't want to be around me. Yeah. And it just brought up a ton of stuff. And then, so I had to sort of tap into, you know, how do I deal with this person how do I deal with that rejection? Mm-hmm. And how do I make myself just sort of show up? Yeah, and still go to this place where they're going to be at. How did you do it? I just forced myself to do it. Yeah, even though I didn't want to do it. Yeah, but it was it was almost like, well, I can't let the rejection um, control my life, and to- it wanted to color everything about how I viewed myself. Right.
0: So. Um how how was the interaction with this person it was not good did you try like were you putting effort into it I wasn't okay I kind of
1: modeled the rejection oh to be like you've rejected me and so now I was friendly like a smile on my face but not not attempting to make a contact or to be more than like hello Uh uh-huh you know being polite yeah yeah so how um how
0: do you think this ties into resiliency or like how how maybe not your own personal
1: resiliency but the resiliency maybe of the relationship or like mm. yeah the relationship like I'm this is going to be a long-term relationship I mean this person's going to be in my life yeah. for a long time um and I'm feeling that the rejection is... I'm hoping that this rejection period is just a chapter yeah. in our lives. And that, you know, in the next 10 years, maybe we'll have a different chapter. I would hope it comes sooner than 10 years. Five years. Hopefully. Hopefully. But but it's killing you. Like, I mean, it's really hard for you. Oh, yeah. I feel... And again, why? you know, I have this... It's a significant person, but still... I have lots of other things happening in my life. Right. That tell, that, that, that mirror back to me I'm a good person. Yeah. Um, but this is very, it's like I am, you know, yeah. I am rejected. Yeah. yeah. And, and that means that, you know, uh, somehow I'm not a good person. But that's not necessarily what it means. Why not? Because if one
0: person is having conflict with you, it doesn't mean you're not a good person. That's true.
1: Really? I'm like, I don't believe her right there. this is weighing
0: (laughs) really heavily on you. It is. Like, this is a big, big deal for you right now. And you
1: know what I would do normally if someone rejected me? If they weren't this close to me, what would I do? You'd say, F you. I'd reject them. Yeah. But you can't reject this person. No.
0: (laughs) I can't reject
1: this person. So are you just riding the storm? I'm like... Riding the I almost feel like I'm in this big storm and I'm just kind of hunkered down and getting kind of battered by it a little bit but just trying to like survive it but do you feel like kind of
0: like we've talked about your instincts in like these types of situations like if your two options are fight or flight you say that you usually flight but you can't flight because of how close this person is to you Mm -hmm. so do you feel like maybe you should try to fight a little bit or are you just going to kind of flight
1: by just staying there but not energetically engaging with this person. Yes, that's a very, very good point because I was just talking to another person about this and Mm -hmm. they were like, well, maybe you should fight fight you should yeah. interact with the person yes and um and don't bring that don't just model honesty. their rejection yes. don't model it back you yeah. know like well, well you're the, mirroring it back yes I'm you're just, treating this person the way that they're treating you yeah i'm doing the exact same mm-hmm. thing and they're like you have to be the bigger person right because nothing's going to change if you guys are both rejecting each other right yeah exactly but because it's unfamiliar to me mm-hmm. In a way, if someone rejects me that significantly, right? normally I'm like, done, done, bye. bye-bye, bye, see you later. But it, it, so what I hear you see, saying though, Kaylee, like this is a great lesson for me. And, and So I'm just feeling it as a reframe for me in mm-hmm. terms of like, because I've been thinking like, this is so negative, what a bad person I am, but right. this is actually a, a a time for me to explore how to do this differently. Oh, sure. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. How to push myself, and maybe that's the resilience. Mm-hmm. How to push myself out of my comfort zone, yes. out of my familiarity right. of pattern, right? and do it different. Right. Instead of just being hunkered down in the middle of the storm right. in a tent, mm-hmm. being battered and sobbing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because I do have some control.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and I think going back to our previous podcast about honesty, and I think you and I both kind of agreed that if the investment is high, then honesty is is a good way to go through conflict with someone when the investment in that individual and that relationship is high. Right. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for you to bring that element of honesty up because also sometimes I feel like, when um someone rejects or is rejected, they're also still kind of waiting for resolution.
1: Mm. or like
0: hoping for resolution mm-hmm. because there's you almost know? a feeling of not resolution well, it's not resol- yeah, it's done not- you here's the thing. Due to the proximity of your relationship, you can't reject each other. Well, we could. Well, you can't. You are completely intertwined in each other's lives. Right. I mean, it would take a massive undoing for you guys to actually be able to completely separate from each other's lives. So rather than, you know, the the rejection may be this short-term thing, but ultimately, you guys both are going to want to repair
1: this relationship. Mm-hmm. And me maybe more. For, maybe I have to go first. Well, yeah, you probably do have to go first. <laughs> I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that it might be just like a really nice opening to this person to be like this conversation is really not over Mm -hmm. like we need to keep going into Mm -hmm. this and figure out why why our relationship is the way it is now because neither one of us want it to be like this long term so when are you going to be ready to sit down with me and have like an honest conversation about how we can repair any damage that's been done or how can we get to a place of Uh, love because you guys still love love each other but yeah yeah, of of this coming together and understanding each other's not only um perspective but intentions Mm -hmm. because ultimately you both love each other
1: yes oh yes. you know but there are
0: hurt feelings on both sides and it's 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 not because nobody loves each other there's so much love in the relationship it's just also this like short-term phase that you guys are in
1: yeah it was almost like what you were talking about about the relationship you were just talking about totally and i think when relationships are really close or like very invested like you have to do the work somebody has to step in someone has to step in right because
0: especially when both personalities are like i'm just gonna peace then you're like well this is gonna be awkward for the rest of our lives (laughs) Um, happy holidays yeah yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah I I I think it's um and you kind of fought in yours yeah but that's my that's my response
1: yeah that's right yeah my response is the opposite my, my response is flight that's right
0: yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I think just kind of knowing our um not only knowing our responses but knowing the person's response who we're in relationship with yes But rejection, I mean, rejection can come in so many different forms. Like, um, you know, rejection from someone we're very close with, that's really difficult. I think that is, at least for me, the most difficult type of rejection. Because once you've been, like, intimate with somebody, and then they reject you, Mm. it feels really painful. Yes. And, like, so one thing we were talking about, you guys, is just, um, let's say... uh, Somebody who just got certified in ULA and wants to bring, you know, wants to start classes up at a location, or, or somebody who moved and wants to wants to, you know, reach out to gyms and find um, places to teach. There is usually a lot of rejection that comes with this process. Like, a lot
1: of rejection. <laughs> I have
0: one hundred percent been there when I first tried to get ULA off the ground. Like, I contacted literally every fitness facility, studio um the campus lifelong learning like I contacted all of them and only at the beginning one place said yes and then maybe like a month later uh, a second place said yes but every single other location rejected me and you asked me earlier you're like well like why did why did that not stop you? Because we see it, we see it a lot. You know, um, instructors will get discouraged and they'll be like, "Man, I just kept getting rejected," and then it discourages them, and and then it, you know, and it right. kind of, and then that they, process is too painful or too taxing so or too personal.
1: Too, it feels personal, personal, personal
0: that then they're like, oh, "I just I don't want to do this. I don't mm-hmm. want to put myself through this." Or I, you know, you start to lose belief in yourself. But I don't know. I think for me, like. I just had it I just had a deep belief that it could that it could work and I wanted it really bad. And I think rejection um, so your want creates for resiliency. It, your
1: want for it was bigger than yes. the than the pain you experienced from the rejections. Totally. Totally. I even had classes when
0: I first started teaching that would have like uh just like nobody in the classes to the point that the gyms would want to cancel my classes. Uh-huh. And I look back now and I'm like, gosh, how did I handle that rejection or how did I handle the fact that I was hustling hard and I still only had, you know, one, two on a good day, maybe four people in class. And I even had Jim say, you know, we need to cancel your class. We need to take it off the schedule. There's just not enough people. And then I just started, I said, please do not, please do not take my class off the schedule. Like I will teach it for free. I like just, I just, I I worked my butt off to try to get people in my class. And it's not that, I don't know. It's like, maybe it was, maybe I had a deep belief. I did. I, I had mm-hmm. a deep belief in it. I didn't think I was like the best instructor or, or I don't even think ULA was maybe that great of a program <laughs> yet at that point. You know, it wasn't like, this is so good, you know, but it was like, man I just really wanted it Mm -hmm. I really wanted it and so I think this whole um, resiliency thing is kind of like well what what do you really want you know like what do you want and how much are you willing to go through in order to get it or to continue pursuing it
1: right yeah that's such a good point because if you you can ask yourself that question what do you want Mm -hmm. and then you can kind of override the sort of Shameful quality of rejection. Oh, it's so shameful. So shameful. Like it immediately goes into like failure, or you know, it just yeah. I mean, I think it like taps into all your insecurities, whatever they
0: are. I Mm -hmm. think rejection just kind of hits them.
1: And I just think of those, you know, like I'm not
0: worthy. I'm I'm not not good enough. Nobody likes me. I'm not really good at this. I'm not good at this. I never should have done this. Right, like. Yeah. Who am um, I to think that I could do
1: this? Like I think. Oh, that's tests. such a good point. Who am I? Because it's not like we were just talking about this last last night about groupthink. You know, oh about group think. Uh-huh. When a social so what was it called? I can't remember right now. But like oh social acceptance. Social acceptance. So it's almost like we're always waiting. Like if yeah. ten people say yes, then then somehow I'll say yes too. Yeah. But somehow if, it seems like that's what we do. Then yes, exactly. So how hard with a new program? Because of course you're not going to have. Any people mm-hmm. to say yes. You're not going to be supported in that. Right. In that social acceptance. Right. In that group thing. Yeah. It's just you carrying it.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. And I think that, um, I think anyone who is, um, maybe really wanting, like we have a friend who really wants a partner, but yeah. there's this fear of the rejection of going through the dating process and finding that partner. And it's like, I do think you have to keep like staying really connected to what are my ultimate desires? What are my ultimate needs? And just, I don't know, accepting the rejection without taking it personally. And I think that's the hardest. Mm, That is
1: a good point. That's the
0: hardest part of it, I think, is when we take it personally. But. Of course, if it's not the right person for you, you don't want to be with them. Not everybody has to love you. Not everyone has to be a fit. You're you're trying to find that that one person who, right. who is a good fit, and it's inevitable but that there's gonna going to be rejection. You're going to experience rejection, and you're going to reject, and you're going to reject along as well. that path. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you think there? What do you think that like? How do you think that ties into resiliency? Do you think that's like past trauma, or do you think that you know like? what would, what would make a person feel like it's fine. I'm fine with rejection. I'm going to like, I can date. Like what, what do you think that is that makes someone be more willing to go through that process of finding someone? Whereas like other people are afraid to go through that process to find someone.
1: Well, it's almost like their fear of, um, they want so much intimacy or so much connection that they're just like, I'll just won't pursue it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas someone's like, "Yeah, sure, I'd like a partner." They're kind of easygoing about oh, it, uh-huh. but it's almost like because they want it so bad, oh, interesting that, that takes on this weight that is this massive. huge, massive thing. Yeah. And then so then you say to yourself, "Actually, it's so big for me. I can't, I can't go there with it." Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It just gets bigger and bigger because and bigger. Got, there's so
0: much attached to it, exactly. And if you're tying like happiness happiness is going to, I'm going to have happiness when I have a partner or I'm going to, and it doesn't even have to be a partner. It can if I be get this be even a career. Yes. Yeah. If we, if I get, you know, whatever it is that you're attaching this like end goal, this, this result to then I think the process becomes a lot harder or it's a lot kind of more daunting.
1: talking about the other day about that writer who was writing, you know, she had that one successful book. Oh, Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. And then, um, and then she was suddenly had this fear of producing, well, right? Yeah, and the expectation upon her too. I feel like right because it became, it became because it became so important to her. Just and she acknowledged that because she had a successful book, and I could see where that would happen. Like, I gotta have another one. Uh huh. Oh my goodness! It's not you're you're, you're so into the the product uh-huh. and not the process. Not the process. And that yeah. could be the same thing with the dating thing. Yeah. Versus just saying it's a process. It's a process. It's just a process. There's going to be rejection. There's on gonna both be,
0: sides. There's going to be fits. They're gonna. There's, there's going to be, be people failure. that don't fit. There's going to yeah. be success. That's yeah. just, it's just the process it's the journey and the cool thing about the, the journey and the process and this is what so it was a really good podcast it was um, Krista Tippett's podcast on being great podcast you guys and she was featuring or love hosting love you Krista Tippett on being <laughs> hey love you <laughs> hey Krista love you hey Krista are you out there love you are you listening <laughs> because I listen to you a lot and I, I love your voice late at and night it's just <laughs> you <and me. laughs> Sometimes you throw in someone else to join us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, segue. Sorry about that. Back to Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, what were we saying?
1: Now I'm just—I don't totally I even have some it, images I threw in my mind. Right the game there a little bit. Um, what was she saying? How she had to be created. How she had to. She had to focus on the process.
0: Oh, 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 oh. She said, okay, so when we focus too much on the end product, for example, let's say the book that she writes. Right. When we focus too much. I need a partner. On, yeah, or I need a partner. Or I need this career. Or, or whatever yeah. it is, when we focus so heavily on just this this end goal. Or I I do think it is something we produce. I don't know. Maybe not. I haven't thought about this enough yet. But what's really valuable is the process. And she said, you know what? Yeah, I've had books that totally flop, but I would never, ever um, not want to have written those books because even though they may, may not have been bestsellers, she's like, I love the process of writing. Much more than I love being a best-selling writer, and she said, "With every project I take on, this project changes me. It allows me to grow and learn and evolve." And she said, "We've got to start thinking more about the process rather than the product." Mm. And I think that I do think that that can transfer to so many different um, different areas of life. And you can see and how it keeps that us is present. related to rejection. Oh God! Yeah, because you think of we like put so much pressure on what happens at the what, what's this end goal here?
1: And it's almost like with this relationship I'm talking about, I've had this expectation in my mind of oh, how sure. this whole relationship is going to look mm-hmm. as we age yeah. and da 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 all this stuff. And suddenly it's like, uh oh, that's my goal is not being met. Mm-hmm. Of that, yeah. this yes. beautiful relationship. Yeah. And then I take that as failure. Totally. And rejection. Totally. And then I'm stuck mm-hmm. because I got focused on the um, goal yeah. or on my mindset uh, yeah. of what I envisioned and not yes. on the, like, this is the process of living. Yeah. This is the process of relationships. of relationships. Right. Yeah. This is
0: the process also of being in a relationship with someone who is going through huge life changes in their own life. Right, you know, like that's also I think a really important piece is realizing we aren't just the same as we were 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, we are both we're constantly evolving. evolving, and you know, this person's life is pretty interesting right now too. Yeah, and so I do think it's like it's so hard not to take rejection personally. Oh my gosh! But if we can like step back, like mm-hmm. just keep removing ourselves like a little bit further, a little bit further, mm-hmm. and it's like. I mean, I don't want to say all the time, but maybe most times it doesn't really even have that much to do with you. Yeah, you know, like it's what more do you mean? like well, like you're triggering something in this person. Mm-hmm. It's more about this person than it is about you. You haven't changed. Mm-mm. I mean, not in your relationship and how you care about this person. What 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 what's different right now is where this person is in their life. That yes. is a big thing that's changed, right? And so for you to take this as personal rejection, I don't think it's warranted because this person is just in such a different headspace and life circumstance. <laughs> 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 Dr. Yeah. Sure, sure, Dr. Mirror. Dr. Mirror.
1: You're you're wanted on code for Dr. Murr. <laughs> 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 but it's so hard. It's so hard
0: when relationships change.
1: Especially like when man. we're not um well, because we're gonna go back to the issue of control which we talked about before. Yeah. But I'm not, You're control, not in control. And that's upsetting to me. Yeah. Yeah. You yes, it's upsetting. So, one, I don't have control. Two, the person's rejected me. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, well, then what do I do? Then what do I do? I'm not I'm not in charge here. I mean yeah. I, I can't I do obviously have elements of things I can do. Yeah. But I'm kinda of froze up.
0: But I think like and this is really hard to do. But I think also we get in trouble when we think of always the long term because unfortunately you could die tomorrow and so what matters now is the relationship like right now, now, right
1: now, now, not like in, to- not tomorrow or five years from now. Yeah. Or- so
0: it's like, you know, I feel like sometimes we just keep waiting for things to change. And like, I think a lot of people feel stuck in their lives cause they're like, just like waiting for things to change or surely this isn't going to last forever. And then 15 years down the road, they're like, God, this is not where I thought it's I'd be in my life. Good point. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do about today? Like what, what, how do you want to live your life today. And again, that's gonna of moment. back to the process. Yeah. And it's exactly back to what Elizabeth Gilbert said is she said, it's not the end product. It's, it's, it's every, you, you need to make, or you need to think about your life as your creative expression, not this product that you create by the end of your life. But every day is this, is this creative process this creative experience you're having so let your life become what you wish to create just use your life to do that and i and i loved that because i can get so hung up like you know um like even just going back to Ula, you know, like I definitely, definitely have like dreams and goals of where I would like to see Ula go. But when I focus solely on that, I've lost the joy in the current moment because I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but where am I today? Mm-hmm. And where can I find the things that I'm really loving about today? And how can I appreciate how far I've come? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and we get rejection with Ula all the time. All the time. We totally get rejection oh, yeah. all the time. All you the know, time. it's like there there are hard, there are hard things about this. I've, I just got a Facebook message from a really amazing instructor and she just moved to a new location and she's like, I'm getting so many rejections because everyone says that they have too much dance fitness they don't need anymore and I said okay we'll get creative about the way you describe Ula then you've got to present this as not dance fitness you have to present it as something else it has to be this mind body thing it's got to be this like exploration of self it's got to be an emotional release like you've got to start using words or describe it in ways that show that it is different it's not just dance fitness there's a ton of dance fitness out there that don't describe it as dance fitness right you know so like um, but I mean, that's a side, that's a side note, but rejection is hard. And I just, I, I, I do, I find it curious when it wears us down Yes, and kind of like breaks our spirit right. and when it kind of almost adds, feel like oh, JK Rowling. Yeah. Like how many times was she rejected before she finally got I mean, at least 10 times, maybe
1: and more. And so what about her? I know, I was just thinking about her the other day when I was like, you know, feeling so bad about, I'd be rejected, my life is terrible, and obviously I've done all these things wrong, of course they should reject me. Because that's where it takes us, you know, whether we've created a work of art
0: or a book, or whether in our career And don't you think it pulls in all of your insecurities? So thinking back to our um, previous podcast about our glasses, I mean, if you're triggered by I'm Unlovable... Then don't you think when you get into conflict with somebody that you really care about, then you're like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm unlovable. I'm not a good person. You
1: and it just kind that. of yeah, it just kind of brings up. It just it it triggers you. Right. It does In a really powerful way. Right. Yeah. And this one's been and this why that that's why this particular episode, this relationship is so good for me because I can't just walk away. You can't walk away from I, this I, one. even though it's killing me inside. Because of me, is like walk away. Mm-hmm. This is hurting too much. Right. But then it's like, well, you can't, you can't walk away. Well, and
0: here's a weird, not not a weird thing, but it's a different side to it. Because like, um, I also feel like, uh, in some cases not walking away and I'm not, I, I this, I'm not oh, saying this is yeah. bad, but not, not walking away is kind of also, it can be an enabling behavior.
1: Yes. That's also. It's, so it's, I think part
0: it, of you too, maybe being like, fine, D- does this feel good to you? Yeah. Like I'm going to walk away too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, my feelings are hurt too. By yeah. The way. My feelings are hurt. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not a God. Like I can't overlook how my feelings also were hurt. Right. You know, cause I'm, my ego is involved. Yeah.
0: And I just think about maybe more, um, like destructive relationships mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm just, I got, I'm going to stay in it. I'm going to stay, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay make this it this person. Work. I'm going to make it work. And then, you know, they find out, That they're still in the same situation how many years down the road? Yeah, 10 years later. Just miserable. So I do think it's a tricky, maybe sometimes, and I'm not saying definitely not in your case, but I'm saying sometimes maybe we have to learn how to take rejection as a blessing. And
1: just accept oh, it. Yes, and a, and as a, a tool for learning. Yeah, and a tool because for it gives change you, and a tool for change. Yeah, an opportunity. It, it for gives change. you all this information, kind of about oh, so this is this. You're sensitive to this because mm-hmm. other people wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on the person. Yeah. So, oh, that's interesting that I'm sensitive to this particular relationship yeah. and yeah. what's happening in it.
0: Well, and I think that you've got to have enough. Um, Inner strength, you've got to have that reserve so that other people's rejections aren't a reflection of you and your own value. Yes, you've got to stand firmly in who you are and your own value. So when someone rejects you, your whole life doesn't crumble, crumble or fall apart, or you don't question everything about yourself because somebody's rejected you. And you they know? talk
1: about that in um, psychology internal motivation versus external motivation. Oh, sure. Yeah. So those of us that are, are external, it's like we're always looking to others like is this right am i doing good we're mm-hmm. looking for approval tell me that i'm lovable tell me that i'm likable yeah and then the internal people are like they inherently just know that uh-huh. so there's a there's a very a good a strong core to them in terms uh-huh. of like i'm not internally motivated. I'm, I'm not externally motivated i'm internally motivated yeah like, yeah sure you know so it's so if you tend to be externally motivated we can work with that and say Let's work on being more internally so we don't have everything based on whether you like me or you like me or you like me uh-huh. because that's going to make us not feel good a lot of the times because people come and go and people don't like you sometimes and people do. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And, you, and and I often think of people like JK Rowling, rowling. Rowling's, Rowling? Rowling, Rowling, Rowling. No, I feel like a song. Get them, take Rowling. Rowling, rolling. No, rowling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm thinking of two one. J.K. Rowling, J.K. Is that an Ula song. I have no they sh- idea. They sing J.K. Rowling. Oh, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know. They're over an and over song. and over. But you say, like, yeah. J.K. Rowling.
1: Oh, anyway, anyway, moving on. But people like that, or even like, um, I was thinking about like Michael Jordan. You know how he didn't make like the team basketball team sophomore year. Yeah. And do you they, think he had that inner strength? I think there's an inner there's an inner motivator in them where they're just like. No, you know, they're just so intrinsically motivated. How do we build that up. But I think it's it depends also
0: um how personal it is cuz I could get rejected by a bunch of stuff if I didn't care about I would be like whatever. Yeah. You know like if if I applied for a job and I wasn't really that into it or wanted it Yeah, I didn't I'd care be, eh, about that. whatever. But it's
1: like if someone comes here and or they're someone like someone mm. comes to our studio and they're like I hate it here. And I'm always like, "Oh." Yeah. I take it so personally. see and
0: I don't take that so much personally as Um, you know, if someone was coming to Ula for five years and then Mm. all of a sudden they don't like it anymore, because I'm like,
1: you really, you really, you've been very
0: intimate with me Mm -hmm. and with this this experience, and now you've decided you don't want it. Oh, that's a very good point. If I if somebody comes into the studio for their first time and they don't come back, I'm
1: like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the
0: first time I don't mind because I'm like, you know, I mean, it's it's disappointing. It's like, oh, I wonder what we could have done, right? And then I, yeah, yeah, but we do something different. But it's most hurtful for me when I have had an intimate an invested
1: relationship uh-huh. with someone. Or... But on the
0: other hand, um so I have I have been with my husband now for fifteen years. And so I really haven't had that much experience with breakups and like getting back together or not getting back together, but like finding new partners and all that. Like I really didn't date very much before I met my husband. And one thing that I've always found interesting is, like, why there is this stigma about when female friendships end. Because for me, nobody ever questions or doubts when you break up with a boyfriend who's not the right person for you. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you guys broke up? Okay, whatever. Yeah, could. But when two female friends stop being friends, oh. everyone's like, what happened? Why aren't you guys friends anymore? But I'm like, aren't female relationships or say, what whatever. Or, any uh, relationship. Uh, yeah, any type of relationship that's non um sexual or like not a partnership but a friendship why aren't those relationships allowed to run their course but like a a a physical or a partnership relationship those are allowed to run their course and I've never understood that because part of me is like I do also believe that we come into each other's lives at different points when we when we need each other and when we need to learn things and we can and we can grow together but then when it's when it's time for us to part ways I don't think it's that horrendous of a thing for friendships to to grow apart. No, and I've had several in my life where I'm like, man, I am so incredibly grateful for the time that we spent together, but we don't have to be friends now anymore because we're just at different places. But there's this like huge like, they're not friends anymore. Well, what happened? Well, it's like, well, yeah, we grew apart. But it's like, but. When it's with a a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whoever it is, it's like, oh yeah, you can break up with people. That's allowed. Yeah, that's it's weird. like not allowed in a friendship. And so I think in that case, you know, rejection, whether it's been um, the other person who came, kind of initiated the end of a friendship, or whether it's been me, I think it's really important to to not always take it so personally. It's like I loved our time together. Yeah, but we don't. We but don't we're now in we a different time. Each or whatever. We're in a different time, and yeah. I'm really grateful for the time we spent together. Right. But we're not, you know, it's not, it's not right right now anymore.
1: But I wonder why in intimate relationships um, that it's okay to break up. Yeah, I know. Isn't it's it almost like there's this weird thing of like, well, the person that you're in the intimate relationship with, you're going to be with for the rest of your life. There's a weird like overhanging understanding, like pick a good one. Mm. This is it for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. So everyone's like, well, that's okay. It didn't work out because it's the rest of your life that you're uh with this person. Oh, interesting. Whereas like just regular friendships, it's just all like, well, why wouldn't you be friends with them? I mean, it's just easy going. Like there's no, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird... Isn't it weird? And I don't know. Maybe part of it for
0: me is like um, casual friendships I can maintain for a really long time. Yes. But it's like more like actually for me, the intimate ones who run their course. Right.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Because then for me I'm like, well, maybe we've really like learned everything we needed to learn from one another. Right. and maybe we yeah. need
1: to move on to yeah. the next person or people. It's it's interesting. I've been kind of thinking about that. Yeah in that my is own life interesting. a little bit with that. In yeah. terms of intimacy and rejection and... And maybe
0: I have, maybe I actually, like, who knows? I'm just coming up with this right now. Maybe I actually struggle with intimacy and don't know how to maintain intimate relationships long term. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the only person I actually can do that with is, you know, my husband. I don't know. Your husband and family
1: members. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I know I wasn't good at maintaining friendships for a very, for a long time. Uh-huh. And um, so I don't really have many friendships from my childhood or high school or college. Everyone's like, where are all your friends? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Maybe they don't like me. I don't know. I didn't really think about it, though, at the time. Yeah. Because I was always moving around and doing different stuff. Yeah. And, um, but now as I've gotten older, like in the last maybe 10, 15 years, uh-huh. I've developed longer term friendships. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't been so invested in them, right? You always keep your distance a little bit because then I just because it's just I just want to maintain them. Yeah, I don't want it to be. Is like, that interesting? And they get too intimate, then you're like, uh oh, this could end, right? Because then it comes. It's almost like it's yeah, it's like it's like life or death, or yeah, you know what I interesting. mean. Interesting. Um, when you let people in too close,
0: then there's the risk of actually losing
1: them. Yeah, and we don't. And have, like, it's not like stay. a marriage where you're stuck. Like, well, we you know because in marriage even times you get to those places where like I can't look at you one more fucking day. Yeah, you know oh, totally. But of course. You're like, but you know, we're okay, married, so we'll we gotta figure a out. And I got yeah. two of your kids running around my feet, you know. Right. Yeah, right. But, um, but in friendships, it's like if you get it's almost like if you get too in- intimate or too interdependent, then you're like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. And I think maybe that's part of my problem is that I get so
0: interconnected. Yes.
1: Yeah, and then suddenly it's like it just
0: doesn't, yeah. Know. And with a marriage, then you just know you're forced to stay together. You're forced I mean, you're not. not. I mean you're, you're, you're not, not, of course. But I, I want mean, to be with this right. man for the rest of my life. So exactly. I, I'm committed to getting through our
1: issues. Right. It's like your friend, you're not like, well, I gotta like work through this with her, so because right. we're gonna be together for another ten years. It's like, no, yeah. you don't have to be. You don't, to have, be. To. You don't, you don't have, have to be. And isn't that interesting about um That is interesting. Marriage though, like um I, I wonder, just think uh, balance is so important too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just don't want to be like... Yeah. Well, and you know what? It's interesting. Now that I've had children,
0: I um, mm. Mm. I feel like... I, I wonder if it,
1: that's when it changed I for me. I think it did.
0: Oh, for you? Yeah. The but same, I think it's kind of changed yes. for me too. It's like, I'm not so desperate on the intimacy of friendships because I'm like, I have my, these very intimate relationships. Yes. With my family unit. And before I had a family unit, I was desperate for that intimacy of this like group
1: yes like
0: you know whether they were family members or friends or i wanted my i wanted my family yes because i didn't have my own
1: yes right yeah right that's a very good point
0: now i feel like i'm less dependent on my friendships for everything, because I'm like uh, my family is my is my stability and my
1: my attachment point. And they take a lot of energy. Oh too. my god, they a take lot. Of, so I mean, not. Energy. I mean, it's it's a great thing. I didn't realize how much psychic energy it was going to take to so have a fi- family, so cute, a family, though. a family. I have a family, but they're so cute. And even as they grow up, like you're just watching the person change. And I know, but it's still you're very like it's a lot.
0: You know, it obviously um. <laughs> Obviously, um, this is me. I think that this ties into it. I don't know exactly how, but I remember when we, fi- we found out that Piper was a girl. And I was sad. Not that I didn't want two girls, but I was sad because in my mind, I envisioned that me and Huxley would be best friends and that um, the second kid was going to be a boy. And I just had these visions of me and Huxley like going on all these girl trips together and, like, me being the one that she always called whenever she, you know, wanted to talk about something. And then once I found out it was another girl, then I'm like, oh, my Uh-oh. gosh, the sisters are going to be closer than me. <laughs> and then I'm just getting stuck with that dad. <laughs> alone with the <my> dad. <laughs> um, yeah, now that we have a third daughter on the way, I'm like, man, how are these dynamics going to work?
1: And you're not even worried about it this time, though. No. Nah, like, yeah. Isn't that funny how yeah. it changes over time? Like, you realize, like, oh, yeah. that's our own personal stuff coming into the, you know, our own yeah. personal yeah. Oh, it, development. It yeah, totally, it totally was yeah. my personal thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you hit the nail on the head. The same for me. It was, like, when I had my kids, um, it just it gave me better balance in a weird way and not that everybody everyone has to have, to have, have kids. kids. like of course exactly. you can find that on your people have careers sometimes or or they have their
0: just partner ad, i mean partner, whatever. Whatever. or they mother projects they mother you know whatever i feel like um anybody has the ability <laughs> we're sharing a cinnamon roll right now and you look disappointed by what's left <laughs>
1: You can eat that. You can have the pecan, because I ate all the pecans off you the top of the, it. You ate all of it, and you left me with the dry... I only liked the top part of it. We shouldn't have shared.
0: Well, we should have cut it in half, we should have ate cut the it best in... part.
1: You're a brat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't. I, don't I, I think maybe these are just your and and
1: my personal experience yes. of having kids. And, re- and in, in relationships, of course. Uh, we're oh,
0: all different. Oh, can I say something really quick? I think you and I both, as um, young people, were desperate to find really strong attachments.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. You know definitely. Desper-
1: oh, yeah, definitely. So I
0: think you and
1: I were both like
0: just really craving were those. were driven, to, driven find. to find. And I think we found it in our family unit. So I'm yep. not saying everybody is going to find it there, or, or, or maybe not everybody
1: even needs or wants that exactly of... you could want something completely different that's kind and of a value people, system yeah. too and some course.
0: people don't want these attachments cuz they're afraid of getting hurt they're afraid of rejection but yes. ultimately then maybe it means they want it even more cuz they're so afraid of that rejection
1: right cuz we were more driven like we 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 already knew rejection in that way in a weird way you know what I mean of not having that sure so we were driven to like i don't care if i get rejected i just want it
0: yeah well it's like um <laughs> It's like the the new song of the week, um, Pink song. I am here. Her lyrics, I feel like tap into that. Let me just see. I, I am here. Do you guys like that new song? I do. I love it. I didn't like it. I mean, I like the song, but when you we didn't like it. But you're always negative when I pick the song. You're like, I don't
1: like it. No, it's not every song. I don't like it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I actually liked it when that. I listened to it, but I couldn't think of any way to dance to it. Okay, so she says. I am here. I am
0: here. I've already seen the bottom, so there's nothing to fear. I know that I'll be ready when the devil's near. I'm here. I'm here. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think that's, you know, maybe that's part of that re- resiliency piece.
1: Oh, I've already seen the bottom. Sorry I've seen go. the bottom. I know what it's like to be anymore. alone. I know what it's like to be alone. So, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, that is interesting. Or whatever it is, maybe not even loneliness, but whatever that kind of, that thing that you or want is, maybe resiliency is is created when we kind of have to face it over and over and over. You know, don't you think some people are maybe more fragile when they've never gone through anything difficult? And then it's the people who have lived through the Holocaust, it's the people who have oh. gone through the darkest, hardest, worst things that you're like, man, you are so resilient because you have been at the bottom, you've seen the worst
1: and you are not afraid of it anymore. Yeah, you've already been there. It's kind of like, this is a very lighter subject, but I, I never played games with anybody as a kid because oh, I grew up uh-huh. alone. And so, um, you know, my husband will get games out, we will play games with the family. Yeah. And I hate losing. <laughs> <laughs> because I never learned to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never learned yeah. that in games... Yeah. someone or a bunch of people lose so you have no resiliency when it comes to losing a game i wasn't i didn't learn it yeah it wasn't repeated so over very and over. upsetting to you very upsetting to, <laughs> so upsetting to me i'm always like i hate this game we don't want to play anymore <laughs> and um but yeah. my my husband will say but that's why he has the kids do sports and stuff oh yeah because Be- yeah, yeah he's like i want them it's to learn for them to learn how to lose yeah you have to learn to lose he's like b you're not always going to win yeah. And I'm like, I'm not always gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> I suck. I'm not a winner. <laughs> yeah. Um right. but like for him, that's growing up doing sports and playing games. Yeah. To him it's like funny. Like, oh I lost. Yeah. That's great. Let's yeah, play another game. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. High resiliency. So gosh, maybe
0: we just need to keep putting ourselves out there maybe. in situations where we are gonna fail. We are gonna lose. We're not gonna be picked. We're gonna be rejected. Someone's not gonna like us. Like keep showing up in our lives love that. for that opportunity to be rejected because
1: I do think that's that creates resiliency mm-hmm. yeah because it becomes familiar and it also we know that it's, it's not scary it's not the end of our world yeah yeah it's like, not so it's scary not the end. you know exactly you were rejected and then go forward and then yeah go
0: forward yeah and I do think it it develops, you know. Maybe we don't have that natural reserve of inner strength, but I actually think that um, if if we can if we can figure out how to do this right, the rejection can almost build that inner strength yes. for us if we yeah. don't let it just totally tear us down. Yeah. And I don't know if you need, you know, like i don't know um help during this process of getting there you know maybe you need to talk to someone and or do other and
1: process yeah
0: yeah, ways to process this so you can turn that rejection into strength yes um and again be curious yeah you got to stay curious you got to stay curious like why am i
1: feeling so affected by this oh
0: another thing that i think is really important for um about rejection is taking it as an opportunity to say okay Rather than being like, well, this is me and they don't like me to say, I wonder if there are areas or things about myself that I could take a, take a, maybe a deeper look cool at. look at. Yeah. Yeah. I think and so I think, well. yeah. And I think, um, we're, so we're planning our quarter three workshop and blah, blah, blah. So we're thinking a lot about like, um, thoughts and how thoughts are not, they're not us. They're not who we are. And can are we take a, an, a non judgment, non judgmental observer perspective of our thoughts yes and um you know so when we say i'm going to approach this with curiosity rather than judgment Mm -hmm. oh i love that then we can take that rejection and and rather than making it a personal thing we can open it up to are there ways that i can improve or maybe there aren't maybe maybe this is this is these are things about myself that i love and i really don't want to change and it's just not for everyone or oh yeah, you know what? Maybe I'd like to look at, at that. This seems to be a recurring pattern or theme yes, in my life. So yes. I'm going to look at this. You know, I think, yeah, I think taking rejection um, with with the curiosity yeah. is not only what gives us that inner strength and resiliency, but allows us to evolve and continue to like upgrade into the best version of ourselves. Yeah, that's a, such a good point. It's I think the, it's interesting. It's the gift of rejection. Mm-hmm. And can you handle feedback? Feedback's hard. Feedback back so My God, hard we did um we did a big client survey and instructor service survey and you know for the most part they're they're like really positive oh, but yeah. man there are some grumpy instructors and more instructors than than clients but you know it's really hard not to take some of that personally but yeah. then it's like wait a minute that's one person's perspective out of how many survey results they we get like I don't know, 200 or something, but like, you know, one out of 200, that's a half a percent. Yes, really. And so when, you you know, it's, um, it's like, you can't let the 1% outweigh the 99%. And it's when we take all of this stuff on so personally that we allow that to happen. Right. So just kind of stepping back and being like, okay, I wonder what's going on in their life, or I wonder what's going on in our relationship, or I wonder if, are these things that actually need to be changed? You know, it's just, Opening up that space for
1: curiosity. Yes, and not being like... not being so personal. Not being so in the subjective role. Like, oh my, that one, one percent, half of one percent is... Affecting my whole life, and versus taking the observer role yeah. I and mean, be like, oh, well, now let's look at that. Like I'm
0: not good at this. Like Julie won't let me read the surveys. Mm-hmm. Like I read a couple, and I was like, then I was like texting her late at night. She's like, stop. You don't get access to this anymore. She's like, I'm going to present like a report to you about the feedback, <laughs> and I will <laughs> present it to you with like solutions and blah 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 because I'm I suck at it. I'm bad. I take it personally, but because the rejection. And Ula is incredibly personal to me. Oh yeah,
1: it's like your baby. It is. I mean, it's my soul. Like, but that's this... why I think it's so funny. Like when you started it, yeah. you were just like, I'm out there. People were rejecting you right and left.
0: Mm-hmm. But I didn't really have a, a relationship with Ula yet no, that's either. That's true. That's you know, a, was good a good point. Just developing. But it. you
1: did say, like, let's say you moved to Dallas. Uh huh. You would let's do this not exact ever move same. Move to Dallas. <laughs> you I said it, so never she wouldn't see want me to move go. to Dallas. <laughs> she moves to Dallas, and she would do the exact same thing. You would do the, You would go out and yeah. you would hustle. Yeah. But I guess for you, it would be like, well, they just don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. So mm-hmm. it's almost freedom in that way. Sure. Like, in terms of rejection sure. for you. It would be different if it was like someplace that Sometimes really- I feel like I would be
0: um, actually way better if I had to start over. Because like I'm just sometimes in cruise control. And oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, this just works. Yeah, right. I was like, no, how to do this, and it works. Right. But I do think it'd be fascinating to actually try to go start up ULA again in a new place and see if I could do it again. Oh yeah. And I don't know if I have the energy <laughs> anymore it's that I used too. to. And now you have a family, <laughs> I, too. You have three small children to take care yeah. of. I don't know. But I, I do remember the feeling of, gosh, those small little, um, anytime one person was like, wow. Like, I love this. This is different. Or, wow, I just experienced something in your yeah. life. Like, those were... So, I mean, they're still very important. They are to hear that. Yeah. But when there's nobody else who knows or cares about Ula, you're like, you're my person.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. Okay, this
0: is going to work. Because right. you felt it. Like, you felt that moment. And then you have this, like... This, like... Your trust of the process grows a little bit more. Right. Yeah. And your, like, point. belief in it, like, continues to grow. And, and I do... Um, I don't know. I do have a lot of respect for anyone who starts ULA in a new, in a, in a new, new community. Yeah. That's a big, it's hard. Yeah. You gotta, you, you're literally
1: putting your entire self on the line. line. Yeah. You're just one. You're not on the line. That was, a you're bad not on the applied. line. I shouldn't have said that because that's how I'm thinking in my head. Well, cause you're very competitive and yeah, I'm on the line. Yeah. But, of course, that drives me, too. It totally drives me. I know you. it's a weird, but you've got to be careful. Again, the balance, you like you know? to You like to walk that edge, I now. like to watch, walk the, watch the edge. <laughs> watch, watch, the <laughs> <tempo>. <laughs> watch the tempo. Watch the tempo. I do like to walk the edge. And then sometimes I fall off for a little while. But then Kaylee's there like, come on, get back up. I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. You're like, I'm retired now. I'm retired I'm right now. You're not. I'm hanging up my Stand dancing up. shoes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, let us know. Yeah, for you know, those of you who
0: have overcome like really difficult things, like how do you feel like you, your rejection helped you, or or how you found your resiliency
1: through it all? Or, yeah, what it told you about yourself, or, yeah, and yeah, your exactly. reaction to it, and maybe you've had a variety of reactions to different types of rejection. Yeah, I'd be interested in hearing about that too. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, yeah,
1: cool. Well, thanks for. Uh, bringing your personal story. Yeah, thanks for being... letting. Thanks for letting me share that as I struggle through in my tent in the storm, huddled. <laughs> Maybe
0: unzip it just a little. I think bit. I got to
1: unzip it and just offer a cup of tea. Dick my head out. <laughs> Hello.
0: Hello. Cup <laughs> of tea for ya. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.